This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me as always are Cody and Kyle. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) I had to match your spirit. I know. Well... This is our second round of the day as yeah. we um, had some tef- technical issues recording the first podcast, and then Warner Brothers decided to change the world yeah. <laughs> again. You you think you're numb to this, and then somebody's like, oh, have you ever tried a needle in your eye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, many times. Yeah. yeah, so unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties, and now we're back, and luckily, we can talk about Warner's. So, like more release changes. Yeah, than we're before. just gonna be in the studio forever because everybody just keeps changing. <laughs> as things. soon as we get out, I've... they didn't even have the courtesy to wait till four o'clock like Sony did last week, which we'll get into. Sony makes some moves, but at least they have the decency. Yeah. We are all gone home early on a Friday, and then they pull that BS. Now it's Warner's doing it early in the day. They should know better. That gives me time to call him, give him peace of my mind. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Change it back. I'm going to call that Bugs Bunny and tell him what's up. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what happened? What's going on? Okay. Well, let's start with Warners. Um, They just moved Dune from October 1st to October 22nd. So they were getting away from Bond, even though they were before Bond. But this doesn't seem like far enough away from Bond. So do you think think maybe they're seeing um, that movies are having their... I guess for some quote unquote big openings, but then they're not yeah. seeing any um, like smaller drop offs. Like they're seeing right. bigger drop offs. So they think the same could happen with bond. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we, okay. So pre, you know, uh, technical difficulty podcast, we talked about some issues where Dune was at. It was um, 10 one. It was going up against now two, uh, PG and PG, yeah, which we'll get into in a little bit, but but with Bond the next week, there was going to be an issue where you know we we needed enough screens for Bond, and Bond was going to get into little littler theaters, and so there wasn't really a place for Dune. This opens up a little up more of a place for Dune, although I think it's getting close to Halloween Kills. Yeah, no, if you have a four screen theater and you mm-hmm. have two PG animated films opening week one, yeah, and then Bond opening on probably two screens week two. Right. And then you have a, a Halloween horror movie two weeks before Halloween. Right. There's no room. I mean, you're, you, well, already, you would you're be, already underscreened. You're underscreened. <laughs> you probably are cu- coming off one of those animated movies early. Yeah, unless they both this. perform well, and then you're you're stuck trying to yeah. grasp at straws. So I don't know if this was the best move. Um, I do have my reservations about Dune just in general. I don't think that there's a sci-fi audience anymore. Just how I don't think that there's a... Um, Timofey Camembert or whatever his name is. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet or whatever. Cabernet, whatever Cabernet. it is. Oh, okay. I was like, this is a reference I'm not getting. But Yeah. So I don't, I'm just really worried about sci-fi movies. I just don't think that there's an audience for that anymore. Especially high, highbrow yeah. fantasy movies, yeah. I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I think it works better in television and it seems like probably on a smaller scale in an audience where you are, it's more about a series of characters maybe than this one. I don't know. This is like kind of the granddad of sci-fi yeah, and it's one cinema of the big titles. Yeah. And so, um, it is worthy to be redone. It's just, 
just I am just got reservations about it. Could the move also one more quick thing? Could the move also be because they're still trying to decide if it's day and date or theatrical only? It, it is day and date. They're sticking with that. Yeah, they're sticking with that. So Bummer. okay. Well, Warner's has got an interesting day and date model that I think um, when it something has legs and it lasts more than the first few weeks, it there's some life left in the product at the end. It's only day and dated for the first 31 days, which is frustrating because that's when the film makes most of its money. But as we're seeing with um, some of the smaller titles, there is some life after that 31 day mark where you get a little bump and grosses on the matinee or the evening, the sing, you know, the stacked screen side after five weeks. So if it's still playing that long there, it holds pretty steady because it then comes sure. off streaming. So, yeah, it looks like they did some horse trading with the other dates too. Yeah. Just, so what else did they move? It was a little three card Monty with these movies. <laughs> oh, so they moved Dune to the cry macho date and they moved the cry macho date up to September 17th. Yes. And what Cry is Macho, Cry Macho? That's the... Clint Eastwood, Clint Dwight oh, Yoakam. It's going to be really good. Kay. It's going to play really well in the in the West. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a uh, New York City movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely not. <laughs> and then uh, The Saints in New York, which is the Sopranos prequel movie. Which is a New York City movie. That moved, <laughs> that moved on to Dune's October t- 1st date from September 24th. So they... Yeah, they... They're just repositioning their pieces. It looks like, you know, Newark, they don't mind that going up into James Bond. They wanted to protect Dune, I'm sure, a little yeah. bit more. And so they just, but they kept all, they kept pretty much their weekends. They made one for 20 million and they made one for 200 million. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, not, not too bad. All in October and September. So luckily we haven't looked out that far yet. So it's not really change the landscape in my view um booking strategy wise because i'm just not there yet so yeah, no one's really sweating about this i mean it's like it's like when they move release dates like in a year from now it's like okay big deal right right. but the the match that started this fire was last week yeah so we had recorded a podcast we like to do it earlier in the day so we can get out early on a friday friday yeah and then (laughs) sony just likes to drop their bombs at like four o'clock but again they have the decency they wait, do when wait, we're already out of the office wait that's not a bomb yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they moved hotel transylvania 4 from uh july 23rd to october 1st and the whole big thing in the headlines is oh no they put it up against um adam's family too and yeah and we talked a little bit in our pre-recorded pre-session podcast which will never air now which, will never air which now, you'll never hear and you have no reference to yeah <laughs> but, but if you guys do remember keep, it keep going cody if, you do, <laughs> if we can read our minds and know what we're about to say um you know there was there it just i don't know they put them head to head and who's gonna blink first but this is the fourth hotel transylvania film and as we've come to find out um adam sandler is not a part of this one even though we have him on the cast list. So there's some there's some discrepancy in the media about his involvement here. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> but say he's not involved. Right. Like the like the what is being reported. Does that sound like a fun you know, the fourth installment and you don't even have your main guy behind it anymore? I mean, Adam Sandler is sick of something that tells yeah. you something, this, you know? Like right. Adam yeah. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. Like, that does not seem to weigh Mr. Mr. Hubie Halloween on Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> if he Mr. Can't... Jack and Jill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't I mean, good. fourth fourth films in a series without the main characters. I mean, Transformers 4 was excellent. <laughs> he says with sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, they tried to replace Shia LaBeouf with Mark Wahlberg and Stanley Tucci. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we're just gonna go off the board with this one. Some franchise it wears thin, and I I think Hotel could possibly be seen that. It looks like a good movie. It does look. I like the concept of it. It Doesn't feel like another just iteration. I like how it it swaps Mm -hmm. the monsters and the humans, and um, and I think that's a really fun concept. And then you get to see the monsters in human form and. (laughs) Some of them are not what you expect them to be. Still voiced by Adam Sandler's friends. So yeah. somehow he got out of that, but everyone else didn't. <laughs> got stuck. But it is Adam's Family too. It's a sequel. It's a little bit fresher. Yeah, the first one was a surprise success, yeah. I would call it. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Sony against United Artists on that. Um, Sony's got a little bit more heft in distribution, mm-hmm. a little bit better marketing spend. But Adam's, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what the Adams family kind of story is because we don't know anything about it. These yeah. are gonna, these are gonna move. Something's gonna, somebody's gonna blink, like you said. They well, can't yeah. leave two PG Halloween, yeah, m- movies on the exact same date. So what? So the thinking from Sony was that um, internationally and especially in Canada, the markets are still very restricted. Uh, Canada hasn't opened. Yeah. There's still some closures there, and this property is too important for them to to waste i guess uh on restricted markets right now and so they moved it but um i feel like they if their whole rationale was that they didn't want to waste it then why put it up against something that could cannibalize it it just yeah if i was a betting man i just bet on the pattern of things and just say that sony is probably going to move it again right right maybe even like earlier towards or wait yeah, moving more towards Halloween. Yeah. Up a few weeks or back a few weeks. The, I don't know how this The voice is actor who replaced Adam Sandler, uh-huh. his second biggest credit, other than Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, is the Hotel Transylvania short film. Oh. <laughs> oh, so literally the one that's going to be released the... prior. With monster pets. Yeah. The one after the... that are all like TV episodes. I was going right. to say, there is a Hotel Transylvania TV no, show. No, not. He wasn't in the Hotel Transylvania TV show. It's just a bunch of other <laughs> random shows. Oh. It's, it's like, let's see. Who can we get for the uh, minimum? Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least that guy has a shot, so good for him. I mean, I he's guess. got a headshot on. I wonder if they just <laughs> on IMDb, <laughs> yeah. and he's got uh, some credits. Yeah. I wonder when Sony sent us the cast list, they just copied the cast list from the first one. I, I on like a pre-created, you know, like uh, sales sheet. And copy sent and it, paste, and then they're like, "Uh oh, we didn't realize." <laughs> no, you yeah. assume. I mean, he's uh, yeah. doing an Adam Sandler impression, right? Honestly, he got me. Like, yeah, I thought no, for sure did it was it. the same guy, but oh. So there you go. I guess we dropped a bomb for some yeah. people. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it, it'll work out. So did it affect my booking strategies? Because uh, their behest, I did plan out all my screens to that July 23rd date because Sony wanted the dates so bad that I got them all their dates. And some of them were actually confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it didn't actually ruin anything. Uh, 
it's there's so many films coming out that week there's there were four titles including hotel snake eyes old and um Comeback Come, Trail. yeah from united artists cloudburst. or cloudburst <laughs> sorry that you know moving one it there was actually creating some problems whereas if i yeah. gave hotel t enough um screens i wasn't able to get uh, the other, you know, some of the other product in. So that was, that was going to shape up to be an issue. And then they moved and I got to call everybody back, especially universal and say, you got your dates. And I just gave Warner's more space jam dates because space jam comes out the week before. And I think between boss baby on the second space jam on July 17th. And then, um, jungle cruise on the 30th. Oh, that's right. They're not, they're spaced enough apart that, that your families and kids are being taken care of. Granted, they're not all animated titles, which helps a little bit more on the family side, but they are family skewed PG 13 titles that I think those will the, play. Those well. are the demographics. Yeah. yeah. Especially jungle cruise. Looking, That'll definitely play. Yeah. Looking at the schedule, it kids. was a square peg in a round hole. Like it right. didn't fit there, but now we've got, Two weeks PG, two weeks PG, two weeks PG thirteen. Yeah, like it it makes more sense like this, and mm-hmm. it needed to go in October. But you know, we couldn't tell Sony that enough. We couldn't tell them Peter Rabbit deserved an Easter release. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no matter how hard we tried. Right, right. So it wasn't <laughs> a huge blow to the to the schedule. I, it kind of works out in our favor in some other ways, but it just. What it did do is make it a little light. I mean, I don't know if some of the stuff fr- that comes out before is going to hold up. And so I there there could be some holes down in the, towards the end of July. But that's where when we get there. And that's when an opportunity for little guys to come in too. Yeah. Things still look promising enough. Like, like Pig from Neon or the Anthony Bourdain, uh, Bourdain Roadrunner documentary. I oh, mean, there's some yeah. other stuff in there that I, I can pull in down the road. Sure. Yeah, but we do current news here. What are you doing this week? What is your <laughs> what? what is your schedule look like this week for bookings? It's F nine, baby. F nine <laughs> everywhere. Multiple screens. It's got a really long runtime. So yeah, we blew out F nine. Hopefully that has um, holds up the second week. We talked about it's very front loaded. Didn't Kyle? Did you mention there's like seven million and Thursday shows? Uh, yeah, that's what I've been reading so far yeah. is once, the 7 million. Once again, you reference this, this know, forbidden sorry. podcast that we're not going to. It's been a reality in my world. I'm just bringing everybody along with me. So Come along for the ride on Cody's. Cra- universe of what could have been. On yeah. Cody's crazy train multiverse. Yeah. Well, I'm just preparing myself. Um, so, yeah, I did really good. I mean, 7 million on Thursday pre pre-shows are is an excellent number even pre-pandemic so yeah that's extremely strong um and because we're not seeing a lot of uh, advanced ticket sales right now because people are still unsure if theaters were open so that that just shows the strength of this i'm really hoping that the july 4th uh weekend whole keeps the gross up that um it doesn't drop off more than 50 60 percent because a fast nine a fast and furious movie probably would do that normally nope it's perfect timing yeah. you've got fourth of july with the extra monday holiday for a lot of mm-hmm. folks on the second week which is going to bump up that second right. week number no and you know i gave universal extra screens for f9 it was going to be a big film we're all looking for it to pop a huge gross and then I backed off those screens to open more Universal titles like Purge and Boss Baby. So really, I didn't. 
no one's missed out and screen wise i'm not excluding anybody there it j i'm losing universal screens for more universal product so it it'll freshen it up a little bit so i'm not looking like i have you know three or four screens of fast nine forever <laughs> no this isn't going to be one of those it may yeah. go from three four screens down to one or two it'll go one when black widow opens when up. black widow opens it'll yeah, definitely be down i'll need to one. the extra screens for black widow yeah because that's one we have to doesn't have a window so you have to capitalize on it that first to. weekend it's all about the first weekend on black widow yeah because it, it the remaining mm. weeks could really hurt it um but there luckily on that one there is that premium charge on that black widow so that that'll help maintain the grosses a little bit there yeah well speaking of maintaining we've yeah. heard of some locations getting their svog grants yes oh I didn't bring my sheet, but there's been, um, I think 1700 grants awarded and another thousand that have been notified that they will be awarded. They just haven't received the money yet. So, you know, we're out of 14,000 applications We're at nearly three, 3,000 have been awarded. So we're seeing a lot of movement on it. Now there's quite a few, um, technical issues still to be worked out and there's you know some declines you know there are just some people that are were found ineligible and declined for a grant so they're coming up with uh, an appeals process if you've been declined they they're working on the process to help fix your technical errors um but i think right now they're just trying to get through more and more applications so that they can get the awards out sooner and then they're going to take care of the people that have technical issues and were declined. So I think the focus right now is just getting um, people approved and getting the awards out and then they'll take a step back and get through the other process. So we know of uh, some clients that have gotten their money. And so we're going to hopefully start seeing more and more of that each week. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Keep us updated, post right. underneath us on social media and tell us that you've received yours. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need dollar amounts, but no. tell us that. I mean, you, it would be nice. Don't get tell, too, too detailed. Yeah. <laughs> tell us, tell you us that it came you in. You can tell me how much it is. I'm, <laughs> I'm nosy like that. I don't judge. We, I've seen awards anywhere from $20,000 to for some really little you know locations up to nine million dollars and the ten million dollars is the cap so nearly at the cap on that so nine million sounds pretty good <laughs> yeah. if you're asking for nine you might as well ask for ten right come on Just, what's the difference here yeah maybe they lowballed it they were like <laughs> nine million yeah, yeah. sure whatever they accept, it, they accept everything under <laughs> under 9.1 million yeah <laughs> otherwise they look at it with extreme scrutiny right. yeah <laughs> well, they're asking for the cap what's going yeah. on here <laughs> A lot of live venues, um, you know, even there was even some local venues here where we're located that I was like, what? They applied for this? Because I just think about it as for movie theaters. I don't think about it for we the actual other venues. Other we think yeah. of movie theaters and we thought of Broadway because they, yeah. that's the only thing they brought up. Right. Like this is to help Broadway. It was, it was Chuck Schumer in New York. It was definitely to help Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so when I saw other venues on there, I was like, oh yeah, they they were able to get it. And and I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad some of that stuff is going to survive as well as theaters. Mm -hmm, for sure. So, um, yeah, uh, that's po super positive update. They're putting more resources behind awarding those grants. And seems like after that mishap from what, two, three weeks ago, they are finally <laughs> actually Our, doing things. The whole things. last three months has been like a giant mishap. <laughs> Since it was announced. They're like, yeah. okay, people are finally honest about this. Like we need to step up. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I think they were just, 
that organ SBA must have been just really overwhelmed with with PPP money, the changes in that and some of their other loan programs, and they just didn't have the resources to deal with this. But now now that oh and the restaurant grants I mean they had a lot going on and I get it um that they were stretched thin but now all hands are on deck on this and we're just seeing some movement so that's good yeah totally speaking of movement yeah Steven Spielberg's taking <laughs> Amblin Entertainment over to Netflix okay Netflix. so you <laughs> I was I was wondering like how this was gonna work with your transition but you brought it back okay yeah. I'm on board with that one <laughs> yeah so um nailed it in, in the news this last week, we saw that Amblin Productions signed a deal with Netflix to produce at least two movies a year for Netflix. Now, this does not mean that Steven Spielberg is directing these two movies. Um, his company is just producing them. And, you know, I'm sure that this is Netflix's way of getting in with Spielberg. Um, you can't have any mention of Amblin Entertainment without associating his name to it. So, by default, they kind of get that um, association with him without him actually creating a film for him. Um, and, you know, they just, they need more of that name recognition. And so they're investing in that right now. And I'm sure they hope that down the road he'll do a movie for them. Yeah, because right now Spielberg's going to be directing stuff specifically for a theatrical release while, mm -hmm. you know, whatever other smaller things that Amblin makes, <laughs> they'll just put onto Netflix. Yeah. I just worry that. Netflix will be like, yeah, we'll give you a theatrical release and it'll go on like 25 locations like what they've done before and pre-selected. It played in theaters. Yeah, I just... We didn't report any if, grosses. If Adam Sandler was worth $200 million, what is a Steven Spielberg worth? Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, it's a blank check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It's crypto. <laughs> even though Scorsese was mad at, you know, other studios not letting him have the projects be able to go to theatrical... He still ended up going to, you know, streaming um, on a smaller theatrical level as well. So mm -hmm. I really hope Spielberg is the one that sticks to his guns out of like the, I guess, older regime of directors. But I don't know. You never know. Eventually, there could be a breaking point where even Spielberg himself is sick of, you know, his right. movies being released at theaters and, you well, know, maybe it's not getting the audiences that he wanted or maybe the studios are starting to lessen on, you know, showing his movies to begin with. I, I hope that point doesn't come and that he sticks to his guns when it comes to this. I think there's a couple issues going on here. One is that, you know, we cherish these the names of these directors because they've directed quality films in the past and the way the, the theatrical system worked in the past, you were able to have a director ascend to a level that w was marketable. Like yeah. you would go see a movie because the director directed it. And um, I think, you know, recently Christopher Nolan comes to mind on a director that's like that. All yeah. hail Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> but moving forward with the amount, the supply that that's there and the, and the rate at which these films have to be cranked out, I don't know if there's an ability for a director to, to transcend that. The, the chaos of all of the supply out there and to yeah. differentiate themselves and then and to be a marketable name. And so I don't think Spielberg has made a film that audiences have really gravitated to in years, but he yeah. he's one of very few people out there that of names in the, in the industry, whether it's a director or an actor that people that still bring people in. And so, um, 
the streamers, I think, are going to start trying to associate themselves with what little bit you can market on off of names. But oh yeah, I mean, forward, doing that with Scorsese. Yeah, but moving forward, who who's going to take up those mantles? Because there's not Scorsese. Maybe as as ha, puts out films that people want to see. I don't really want to see them, but there's somebody out there that wants to watch those. Watch I don't them. know. They're when, sitting across the table. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch them. <laughs> I don't know when the last film, like Spielberg film, that I wanted to see. I mean, besides an Indiana Jones, but that got so messed up that <laughs> he's not even doing the fourth one now. Yep. Or the yeah. fifth one. What? Well, technically the fourth one because we forget think, about the original fourth one. Yeah, it's the supposed fourth one. Right. We'll see how this goes. This might just be another. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm going through the list here, and I think the last one of these that I saw in theaters was Lincoln in 2012 oh, man and that I was i've never seen ago. that i didn't see I mean, ready was, player movie, one though, but... <laughs> ready player one the post the yeah. bfg bridge of spies lincoln mm-hmm. warhorse tin tin uh timeless honestly, call honestly the last big one might have been lincoln because ever since then like these movies right. come out but it's not like War they're Horse the most memorable they're look, the most yeah. uh warhorse looked good but i don't it, remember it being that big of a deal yeah just once kinda, it came out, kind of okay. I don't know. It's, I think even before the streaming wars have started happening, it, there's just been this blurred line of audiences not really gravitating towards directors. Like no, it's kind of like actors nowadays. Like no right. one's really going out to a movie just because of a certain actor. There's mm-hmm. like the exception, but it's like very far and few. Right. Well, because there was such an emphasis for the last like fifteen years on franchises franchise and, content and the yeah, yeah and the ip and the and it is that marvel model that yeah. it doesn't matter who's in it or who directs it it's about the character and it's about the interconnected story sure. and i'm bored of that now and but now there's no we've had such an emphasis on it there's there's no director there's no actor that i'm like yeah. oh i'm gonna go see whatever they're in because they chose a good part and i trust that the quality of their skill is going to be on display. Yeah. Um, but even still, if Netflix does think that they now have the name recognition of Steven Spielberg, if they, if they think that still is somehow as pristine as it, as it's been for years, I don't really think that they necessarily have gotten that even still. It seems like they got Amblin, but I think right. people recognize Not technically. Sp- yeah. I, th- I think they recognize Spielberg's name more than Amblin. They do, Even but still. I. But every time, you know, if Amblin were to put out a new movie on Netflix and Amblin co-production, a pr- mm-hmm. company owned by Steven Spielberg, like you, you still get his name because nobody knows what Amblin is sure. without him. So, I mean, in just a crazy roundabout way, they got it without actually getting him. <laughs> right, and I don't know. To me, I don't think. I just don't see it uh, even still mattering to people all that much. Right. No, the tide the tide has turned. <laughs> yeah. Which Instagram influencers in this movie? Right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. It. I mean, it is kind of disappointing that it seems like that age is kind of disappearing. Yeah. I mean, not for there's like film circles, you know that. Oh, for love sure. Their share of directors and up and comers and stuff like that, but it's it's far and few. It's yeah. The general audiences are not thinking about directors when they step into a movie or actors or any of that anymore. And yeah. that's just kind of sad. 
I mean, even still, people are like, oh, I'm fans of this actor. But really, they're fans of whatever role made the them character. Famous. Yeah. yeah. They like the character more than the actor. So I don't know. I don't know. It just it, it just brought up a lot of interesting ideas about it. Because I was like, oh, no, Spielberg did what? But then you really get into the nitty gritty of it. And you realize he didn't yeah. align himself with streaming. But it's kind of the way of the future. It's it's who has the money right now. Streamers have the money right now. And they're the yep. ones creating the content. So any of the creatives have to go where the jobs are. So you can't blame them. But no, not on that level. Like yeah. everyone needs a job. But. When it comes to the, in terms of the theatrical industry. Not healthy. It's painful. And it it's is. unhealthy. Yeah. So. What do so we where, where's your transition here, Cody? Make something, fun of my life. Something la- trailer time. But you know who is a really great director that I really want to see their upcoming film? <laughs> James Gunn. There we go. Suicide Squad. <clears throat> so that go. was your favorite new trailer this that week? That was my favorite new trailer this week. I claimed it. We I called dibs before the podcast. <laughs> so I love the Suicide Squad trailer. It is gritty. It looks like the studio has stepped back. In the first Suicide Squad, you could tell there was um, executive interference and studio interference. This feels like they trusted James Gunn to kind of make something. And because he wasn't under the Disney Marvel thumb, he got to go a little grittier, like more adult. Yeah. I mean, I've had... Uh, You mean a a little bit? Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Did you see the trailer? A little lot of bit. A a little lot of bit, and I liked that. I... um, I just, I've had so much superhero movie stuff that I, I'm over it. I I need something like more raw. Yeah. Some rawness with my superheroes. Yeah. So, and that's what I, and that's what I feel like Suicide Squad's delivering. Plus all the humor and everything else you you want in it. Um, and great performances and cast. The the one criticism I have is that I feel like Idris Elba's character is just a stand in for Will Smith. That's just what it appears to be in the trailer. It's a father doing it for his daughter. He's in prison. This is going to reduce his sentence. I know that's kind of the general theme for all of the But we can agree that Idris Elba is a better actor than Will Smith, right? Yes. So it's an improvement as a substitution. Probably an improvement. It's a better (laughs) stand-in. But it's just like, ugh. But I like to see that Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang character is still there and Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. So you do get... Um, Oh, and Viola Davis's Amanda Waller and... Oh, what's his name that does the captain? Oh, Joel Kinman. Yeah. So you get like a nice feel of the original cast um, that's there, but then there's these all these new characters. It seems in better hands when it comes to Mm -hmm. the original characters. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So I that was probably my favorite trailer we've seen this last week. Kyle, what was yours? Um, I think honestly, I think the one that surprised me the most I'll talk about is Snake Eyes, because first hearing about this movie you know it's a character from the gi joe franchise and i just have figured gi joe is kind of a dead franchise like no one really is clamoring for gi joe movies but there this trailer has me interested for this movie like i always thought the snake eyes character was like the best part of the first two gi joe movies even though they were pretty bad um but it seems like they're really kind of diverging from gi joe and just allowing it to be focused on this character and letting him like have some cool action moments and it seems like there's some cool chases and some cool you know stuff that's going to involve like the character personally so even though it's taglined as a gi joe story it still feels pretty self-contained and yeah i think the trail was just cut well to where it really has me interested in seeing that self-contained story 
I agree with you. This would have been my second favorite uh, trailer this week. I liked all the tech that they have. Henry Golding is so charismatic. It's really good to see him in something that wasn't that last Christmas turd of a romantic <laughs> movie. Whatever. So that was just a miss for him. But this sure. one looks really good. And um, in when we compare it to Shang-Chi, I'm liking this one a lot more. I still surprisingly. Do, yeah, I still do like the Shang-Chi movie, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I felt pretty confident about it since the first trailer. So yeah. this trailer was just, you know, cooler, but surprising. I'm still, yeah. And Snake Eyes was the more surprising one to me. Yeah, for sure. No, Shang-Chi, we can talk about it. It, lo- it, it looks really go- good. It's got that Marvel quality. It's got a lot of the Marvel, like, special effects and what yeah, you come to expect. Yeah, looks great. Yeah. But I just felt like the lead actor in that was a little bit of a wet blanket. There wasn't anything like so charismatic about him on screen that I'm like, I have to know more about this character. It just, yeah. I felt like it was kind of meh. And Henry Goulding on the other hand, like oozes charisma. So and be- true. Henry and Goulding's I, great. I don't know a lot about, um, cause I never watched the GI Joe movies. I don't know anything about that character. There's just a freshness for me when yeah. it comes to it that I don't feel like I get with the other one. Sure. Well, you are both wrong. (laughs) The best trailer this week was Halloween Kills, the second in the rebooted Halloween Halloween trilogy trilogy starting in 2018 with David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Which is still still a crazy pairing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's... it's, The first one was a, a surprise hit. I mean, it opened to the biggest October weekend ever at like 76 million something crazy yeah it was it was a monster and it was actually surprisingly well done Mm -hmm. in the vein of these horror movies like us or um get out that really can can change the way you look at one of these films it was a slasher film but it was expertly directed and written and jamie lee curtis who was amazing she was brought back she Mm -hmm. was she was great. I mean, it really, in in my mind, changed the game. I'm not a horror movie person, but it really upped the ante as far as how it was done. Made, made so, it more widespread. Yeah, and I expect this one to to do the same and continue the story. There's more, I mean, horror action, I should say, like where he takes down an entire team of firefighters. Yeah. As <laughs> one opposed, of them with their own, like, yeah. with their uh, own chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Or buzzsaw or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. Beyond awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's what you need. He's usually like sneaky, comes around a corner, mm-hmm. grabs one, maybe two people at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a whole fire brigade. <laughs> <laughs> and he just lays them out. Yeah. <laughs> Game no, over. It definitely looks as good as the first one. I just am wondering how much more unhinged they're going to go with this, I guess. I mean, it seems in, in like a throwaway line, it kind of seems like there might be something else to him because jamie lee curtis i think it's her says like as he keeps killing he keeps getting stronger and i'm like does that mean anything or is she just talking about the situation in general like is there gonna be something else to this that well, she said he's flesh and blood he, too. Yeah. he eats their souls like the bad guy in mortal Kombat. <laughs> your soul is mine yeah are we gonna see something like that or which i hope not <laughs> that, w- that would definitely change the game <laughs> All of a sudden, exactly, he grows wings and flies away, or something. From it being so grounded, <laughs> yeah, like grounded slash heightened, uh, all the way heightened, <laughs> Re- relatable, gritty. Like, I mean, they walk into like a an average house when he kills that woman in the beginning, yeah. and it's like, whoa, like this is creepy because that looks like 
every friend you had growing up's house. Exactly. <laughs> and this like, is, I've seen that house. <laughs> it's like driving in a Corvette with a chainsaw at the window, chopping people in half. <laughs> yep. A little different than the first one. Right. But still, sign me up. Like, this trailer looks awesome. I'm really glad that they held off on not, like, selling this to streaming or something. Yeah, I just don't know what the point is. We all know it's part two of a trilogy, and I'm like, well, he doesn't die at the end of this one, so. The third one is called Halloween Ends, so that's fair. Right, but you know that it doesn't end. Ken called it in an earlier podcast Oh, episode. God, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that in there. Oh, my God. What did you, what was your, your um, suggestion? So we all happens? have a hot take on yeah. how these are going to end? So, it's... There's going to be a time. They show the mask being removed. Yeah. The mask gets thrown on the ground, and there's other some other deranged child that picks it up that becomes Michael Myers. Or, in the ultimate twist, Jamie Lee Curtis has a mental breakdown and becomes Jamie Lee Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jamie Lee Curtis has to sacrifice herself in the third one for that to end and go away. And then, like Ken said, some other kid's going to take up the mantle. I think it will happen in the third one, too, that she sacrificed herself, and Michael Myers will finally be dead somehow. I don't know. Or if maybe, he can't burn into fire, I don't know what else they're going to kill him with. Or maybe that maybe she'll sacrifice herself in this one, and it'll be one of the daughters or something in the next one. I just don't see Judy Greer and whatever the actress's name who plays the granddaughter. I don't see them leading Halloween ends. No. It, I think it has to be Jamie Lee. I, would, I, I think so, too. I'm yeah. just... They could go a la Last Jedi and kill off the best main character. I mean, I, you never know, I guess, but I don't know. Maybe they saw The Last Jedi and they were like, nah, yeah. we'll keep Jamie Lee. Yeah. It's fine. That, that was dumb. Michael, <laughs> Michael Myers removes his mask to find out he's the Candyman Tony Todd. <laughs> and there's a crossover with... Yeah. The crossover we never knew we needed. The Candyman trailer, that also dropped, and that right. was a great trailer, too. I would say that I'm more interested in Candyman because I felt that the character, the way the way the trailer sets up, kind of sets up the legend yeah. of the Candyman, and then there's this uh, feeling of like justice and revenge when it comes to the killer guys, so you don't like hate him automatically, and it's scary because you're like, oh, well, but this is a bit of a revenge thing, and... And people are just getting caught up in it. And so there's a, tw like, not a twist there, but there's just so something different and neat there. I I have no idea what Halloween, it, what Mike Myers thing all is. It's just other than killing indiscriminately as much as he can. Yeah. yeah. And no, it's amazing. And, <laughs> and I don't remember much from the original Candyman other than the fact that he haunted my dreams until about <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> I finally just got over it. And yeah. then this trailer got released. And he's back. <laughs> uh, 20 more years of that again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's all we have for oh, the no. day, right? We had one more trailer. It, it's a happy one. Scene two. Oh, yep. And the, I'm really excited that they got it out so early. I think it comes out at Christmas. It mm -hmm. looks really cute. It's got all the same characters as in the first scene. Um, it's just on a bigger, grander scale. Now they're going like big time on a big time. Big time shows. Yeah. And they got to really produce. But um, then there's a whole message about the music heels. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It looks cute. It's bright and it's animated. It'll do well at Christmas. And the songs are cute. So. 
I like it. I liked it. Play, yeah. play the hits. Play the hits. <laughs> play the hits. Have fun characters. Um, looks just as well made as the first one did. Yeah. Uh, trailer should not be four minutes long or however long it was. Oh, yeah. It was a bit long. But, yeah, outside of that, though, yeah, I'm sure it'll play great during Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. They dropped this extra long trailer to play in front of F9 this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get the kids to come. <laughs> you think this. Fast and Furious 9 is long? Yeah, Wait, this see trailer this, is longer. See, would you see the Sing trailer while you're waiting for your PG-13 action movie? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because they couldn't really do the Halloween Kills trailer. Yeah, they could. Because the Halloween Kills is an R, and usually, well, you shouldn't put R films on PG-13 trailers. They should. There should be some curating of trailers here. I don't know. I feel like if the demographic is just uh, well, has well enough of a crossover that it could work. Like yeah. Halloween and Fast 9, I don't see much of a discrepancy. <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah. It's not Suicide Squad's Red Band trailer <laughs> where they're <laughs> ripping arms and legs off of things. I mean, yeah. if you put the trailer for I don't know the Nicolas Cage movie Pig in yeah. front of Fast Nine, I don't think that's the right, right. way to go. I thought we almost got through a podcast without mentioning that movie. No, it looks so good. No. Goodbye, everybody. No, <laughs> I was. Kyle thinks it looks really good. I just think it looks really weird. And I showed a few people it, and they're like, "So is he gonna, you know?" Is there going to be action like in John Wick? Is he going to go after the people that got the pig? I'm like, I don't think so on this one. No, it's going to be an artsy fartsy. Yeah. John. John snore. John yeah. oink. John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever the joke could be. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. fill, it, fill it for yourself. John pork. <laughs> well, guys, I'm just really happy that we had, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, six new trailers. They all looked really good. Some a little meh, but. At least we have product coming up. And oh, yeah. Like it, trailers are being released. Yeah. Like we're not had... looking at independent trailers trying to find well, Kyle, well Kyle is. Like the, crumb, <laughs> the, the crumb of interest. Like, can an audience, you know, can this garner an audience? No. All these films will get an audience. Sure. And yeah. It's just, and, it, and theaters really should be playing up on this. I know it's early, but get seen too out there because a lot of people are so disconnected when it comes to media. They don't realize what is going into theaters, what's a movie, what's a TV show anymore. The lines are being, <laughs> yeah, being blurred. Yeah. And it is causing confusion and, I would say confusion and delay in the in the marketplace. And so, you know, just theaters are going to have to step up and really, really start marketing these because yeah. the studios don't have the budget. And of their budget, they're pushing everybody streaming, which is part of the issue here yeah, yeah. but yeah. the trailers this week snake eyes franchise film suicide mm-hmm. squad franchise film Candyman reboot sing Two franchise shang chi marvel franchise yeah. and halloween kills franchise like we need these set just like they are mm-hmm. all in a row just boom 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 to rebuild that confidence in the theaters and then we can start seeing these uh new films with <laughs> these new ideas and these fun you know we'll take a swing at something Right. Take but, a swing at pig. <laughs> take, a also, ha- take a hatchet to it and get some bacon. Roadrunner, the Anthony Bourdain documentary. Yeah. And um oh was it Out of Death, the Bruce Willis like B right. B movie Bruce Willis thing that that's out there. Take a swing at that. Yeah. Bye Not everybody. Good. Okay. <laughs> Have a good weekend. We'll be back uh next week. Talk more. As long as no other studio keeps moving things. We'll, we'll see. Talking how to this you goes. Warners and Sony. Sony, don't you move, don't breathe, too. Just get us some marketing materials. All right. Have a good weekend. Bye.